0: What's up, football fans? Time for another STP Snap Tackle, Pod. I'm Mick Schaefer from KSHB 41. This is Dion Casella, Preps KC. We're here to talk about high school football in and around the Kansas City metropolitan area, Kansas and Missouri, two states. That's it. No, no hat this week, Dion. What are we doing? Here?
1: No, no hat this week. I playoffs, was kinda,
0: all right. We need uh, playoffs. Playoffs got to stay Dion. Yeah,
1: we well, we need to stay a little neutral in playoffs. You know, you can. Oh, uh, that's true. You know, you don't want to seem. And it's kind of, it's one of those things that. You know, you know so many coaches and, and there's a lot of good guys who are head coaches and they're playing each other now. And like I'm interviewing for my radio show, it's yeah. like, hey, good luck, but uh, you know, good luck to, to the guy across the way too. And, and it's it's a lot of these where the, these guys know each other so well, they're they're kind of friends, and it's like they really wish they weren't playing each other at any level, you know. Yeah. They'd like to meet in the state championship if they could.
0: I mean, but- it's it's easier um in, during the state championship week, right? where most of the time oh, yeah. most of the time it's going to be a local team taking on a non-local team so you just be fanboying yeah. all that stuff.
1: Yeah, so I mean we definitely want to get as many, you know, titles back here to the Kansas City metro and um that's kind of the way that goes there but this this next couple of weeks is is brutal. You'd see guys with good teams and good players and they're going home and other teams are playing and and it's just the way it is and that's yeah. the beauty of playoff football and also it's sad because a lot of these kids are stepping off the field for the last time. Um,
0: well, a lot of them stepped on the field for the last time last week. We yes. are down to half the teams in Kansas and Missouri, roughly in the bigger classes uh, that are left. A couple of maybe surprising wins or some eyebrow-raising wins, but we talked about it. It's kind of the, kind of the worst week of football, not kind of it is, every year. So a lot of times that doesn't uh, you know, lend itself to uh, a lot of those upsets. But I thought on the Kansas side, a LA late the south, had a good win, probably not one that you expected over Blue Valley North. If you're just kind of like the casual high school football fan, but you and I knew they were good enough to make that a game. And not only did Old Lake the South beat Blue Valley North, they beat them with the backup quarterback. Their starting quarterback's been out for the past few weeks.
1: Yeah, and they did a really good job on defense. And and Blue Valley North has, you know, they lost six in a row to end the season. And if you told me after week three that you know they'd lose in overtime. After giving up a lead against a Lee Summit North team that is looking really, really, really good at this point. And then. Yeah, you not- thought
0: the first loss, like, okay, that's fine. Two great teams, you can drop that game. But somewhere along the way, it felt like maybe they got broken.
1: Yeah. And, and, and you know, Makai Miller got hurt there and missed the last few games. Somebody's like, well, Miller's hurt. So that's it. No, they had four guys with 600 yards receiving. Mm-hmm. There were plenty of targets for Henry Martin. They just, their yep. running game never developed. Uh, their defense, which was probably a question mark coming in. Um, became a liability probably because they weren't scoring as much, and they had to try and slow people down. And then they get into a wind and rain game with a team like Olathe South that was fine with that. They didn't throw a pass to like yeah, the last exactly. drive, of this drive of the game, and hit a great pass to do it. I mean, it was a, a fantastic touchdown to take the lead back. But they led most of that game. I mean, Blue Valley North scored late or midway through the fourth quarter to get that lead, and then Olathe South came back. So Craig Lewis, great win for him, a guy who's been around for a long time, and you know, coach to Truman was a head coach of Truman and on the staff at Stanley and been a late to South. And, you know, if he gets some players, he's a pretty good coach. I mean, his teams are always mm-hmm. prepared and ready to go and um, good to see him get that win. But now they've got blue Valley Northwest. He had a great quote after the game. It's like, well, they're state championship caliber. So we're going to play it like it's state championship. Like a state championship game. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, it's uh, you know, there was a bit of house money they were playing with because, you know, midway through the season, if you said, Hey, you're going to knock off blue Valley North. That being said, they were a higher seed. Uh, so technically, seed-wise, yes. seed it wasn't that great of an upset, but uh, no, it's a it's good good win for that team, definitely.
0: Yeah, and there was only, in 5A and 6A in Kansas, there was only one seeded upset on the east side in 5A and 6A, Yeah, uh, and that was Blue Valley Southwest beating Leavenworth and they'd already beaten. I, it's not yeah. a team that already beaten and not really that, you know, not an upset. It's just uh, by circumstance playing in the EKL, you weren't going to be seated very high if you were a blue Valley. And,
1: and, and I'll say this, I was surprised by the score. I actually thought Leavenworth might win the game them. there Yeah, and they hammered them and, they, and they're playing really well. Um, and I think they're should have taken a little more lead from um, Mr. Anthony work, the coach of Southwest. when he's like, well, we got this guy back. We got that guy back. We got this guy back. We got They've been hurt. Back. Exactly. They brought some <laughs> guys
0: back and it, it, it paid off. You, you saw him.
1: Sometimes they're telling you exactly what the issues have been. Yes. you got to pay a, between the lines. You got to be able to pay attention to like, oh, they're a little banged up. Let's see, they they're they're probably ready to go now. So yeah, yeah. Uh, good one for them, thirty-seven to seven over Leavenworth. Hey, hats off to Leavenworth. Great season for them. Eddie McLaughlin, their outstanding quarterback, uh, had a great season. So uh, good things, you know, if Leavenworth can get players, and sometimes it hit or miss with the base there. You know, you get mm-hmm. kids moving in and moving out, and and, yeah. and that's the kind of thing. If they can get players. Coach Station and his staff do a good job, up there. All
0: right, let's talk about uh, the Missouri side last week. Blue Springs almost pulling off the upset of the year. Yeah. Falling to Liberty North by, you know, a lot of people's accounts, the best team, my account, your account, probably the best team in the Kansas City metro area, falling by three to Liberty North. That that would have been a colossal upset.
1: Yeah, it had led three different times. I mean, they kind of did that. Three wow. nothing, got a touchdown, and they kind of traded the lead back and forth. and um you know i think that, that there's there's a few factors at play here one blue springs has talent um probably a little bit better than the talent doesn't match up with their performance and their record um so they came up short in what they probably could have been uh and then two they made a great play early on ike yagu uh converted best kid who was playing basketball as a sophomore on a standout team a couple of years ago is now an outstanding defensive end slash tight end athlete for them and he takes a screen pass, kind of bats it up in the air like he's rebounding something. You're blocking a shot, takes it back for a pick six, and that kind of got them going. And, and you know, the the thing about it is, and people forget this all the time, they're still 16- and 17-year-old kids, especially on a team like Liberty North that's a lot of sophomores and juniors. And you, you could sit there and tell them and get into them all week long and say, hey, this is a team with talent. They're going to look, look across the line and go, oh, didn't we beat them like 35-7 to 7 or 42-7? Yeah. yeah, okay, coach. We'll, we'll yeah. be ready. And then they find themselves in a dogfight. So, yeah, I think that's a good wake-up call. If you're going to have it, have it the first week. Uh, you know, get things, you know, motivated. And, and you know, it's one of those you things. You have that, that one
0: game, right? Eat, uh, uh, on a state championship yeah. run, every time it seems like you are that one game in the playoff where we got to find a way to win. It wasn't pretty, and, right? You It's you, by the skin of your teeth sometimes, but you survive in advance.
1: Well, and in a playoff run, if there's things you're harping on them about and they're not getting it, and they still win by three touchdowns, then you have a hard time fixing it. I remember talking to Coach Appleby of Mill Valley right after they lost that game, and he goes, "He goes, you never need a loss. He goes, you never want a loss. He said, but when you guys lost to Free State, he goes, all the things we've been telling them that needed to get better, they were like, oh, you make hey. it? oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see Making now you're yeah. Coach, I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, and, and he said they really like fixed those things and they've gone on set. So for Liberty North, it was probably a good eye-opener to, to say the least.
0: Absolutely. Um, I like the battles that um, parts of the metro area had with the southwest part of Missouri last yeah. uh, week. Dion, a, a couple battles that southwest southwest part won, and a couple battles that the uh, the uh, the Kansas City area won. You had Ozark Kickapoo, what Joplin and Nixa all playing local teams. Joplin and Nixa getting victories, but then uh, Ray Peck and Lee Summit North able to able to move on.
1: Yeah, at least some going not just roll those arc. Uh they were the eight seed in that district. And uh Ray Peck had a little more tougher time than like close game with, yeah. with Kickapoo. Um, but I think Kickapoo's kind of solid. I don't know if they're spectacular. Nixon Joplin are good teams. Um you know, Joplin's lost two games. They beat Web City. They've lost two games to Nixon and to Carthage. Carthage is undefeated in class five. Uh Nix's only losses to Carthage. So that little kind of group down there you throw in Web City are all pretty good teams. So uh at least some did a good job against Joplin and hopefully. Uh, you know, there wasn't – I think there was a, a solid game. There were, Joplin supposedly was missing some players. Uh, so, it was one of those things that maybe they weren't at full strength, but Lisa went down there and gave them a game. Lisa West wasn't really even in the game with Nixa, but I think that's a lot to do with Nixa. Um, mm-hmm. So, no, it, you've got good You've got good district semifinals in that district with, with uh, Ray Peck and Lisa I'm at North this week. It's one of our remax big three games. And then Nixa and Joplin. So, you know, if Ray Peck pulls the upset, they're heading south, uh, no yeah. matter what, as a four seed. So, you know, they they know that – if they're gonna if they're gonna make it back to the semis for a third straight year and really uh, you know get things going, they're gonna have to do some, be some road warriors over the next couple weeks.
0: Who's better, Joplin or Nixa? Do you think?
1: I think Nixa is. Nixa, Nixa, probably, Nixa yeah. beat them in the regular season, um, and they've got an outstanding tailback. And you know, Nixa is a team that gave Ray Peck some issues last year in the district final, um, That's right. and then That's right, and so you know, and beat Lee Summit West last year in the district semi. So. Yeah, it definitely, it, they're definitely a good program. They, um, we talked a little bit about it last week. They got a coach that moved up from Mississippi um, two years ago and took a pretty solid team um, with some good athletes and really kind of got them um, pointed in the right direction. Because, you know, it wasn't that long ago, you know, eh, six, six, seven years ago, uh, they were in the class five state championship game. They knocked off Park Hill, uh, albeit after Park Hill lost three quarterbacks in a stunning loss or stunning win over Fort Osage, where the Fort Osage kicker missed a chip shot in the quarterfinal game. <laughs> And then Park Hill had to go play Nixa at Nixa without really a quarterback at all. It's like the year before Billy Maples, Billy Maples was a freshman on that team. They were like, yeah, oh, we can't throw a freshman out there. They had, they literally had no quarterback uh, but that was a pretty good Nixa team. So Nixa's had some players and they, and they continue to have some players. Uh, so their team to watch. I mean, if you're Lee least some North uh, and Ray Pack and Joplin, don't be stunned. If, if you're playing against Nixa and Nixa Beach.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Um- so the big news coming out of the uh, Missouri side this week is that the suburban conferences are splitting into fifths, I yes. guess. Now we're going to have five, five. suburban uh, conferences as opposed to four. Why that move and what what will we see from it, Dion?
1: Well, es- essentially in a football sense, uh, it, you'll go five, six, gold, silver. Now there's a silver. Five, five, seven. So red, white, and that's, blue, the, and number that's the number of teams in each league. If you league. if you would there's 28 teams. If they would have gone four sevens, um, essentially what you've done is that you created the silver, which has six teams, and so your your gold. And I'm gonna be I'm, I may have to look it up, but I I'll, I know the top two off the top of my head. The gold is Blue Springs, Blue Springs South, Liberty North, and Ray Peck.
0: And it blue all goes Peck. by school size and
1: Lee and Lee Summit West and school size. And then the next six are Liberty, um, Lee Summit North, Lee Summit, Park Hill, Park Hill South, and Staley. Currently, Staley is the only class five team in those two, <coughs> two leagues. So, so that's that gold. Being, it
0: goes gold, gold, silver, silver red, white, red, white, blue, white,
1: blue. Yeah. So now that being said, there is a decent chance that Staley could be class six in football the next cycle next year they were really close this year and if that happens then those top two divisions are all class six schools that's probably the best way to do it um and then the next one's down is red white and blue and it's a lot of the same teams the north kansas city oak park i think is in um if only there's a website that had it listed i guess i can look that up i'm i'm not that dense um
0: are you uh have you listed it yet
1: (laughs) yeah we we've got it out there yesterday and uh i got out there on tuesday so your suburban red is fort osage North Kansas City, Oak Park, St. Joe Central, and Truman, which is basically what the white or what the red was, moving Fort Osage and Oak, uh, Fort Osage and Truman up. Uh, your white is Belton, Grain Valley, Platte County, Raytown, and Crispin, which basically moves Platte County up. And then your blue is basically everybody but Platte County with Excelsior Springs moving in because they're coming back into the conference for the first time since 2007. Yeah. With Grandview, Kearney, Raytown, South, Ruskin, Smithville, and Winnetonka.
0: Are there two more teams they could add to get to? Five sixes, I guess.
1: Yeah, you know, that's a that's a talk. I mean, that's one of those um questions do you, do
0: you that, have to go up to St. Joe or uh, yeah, i mean, places like St. that.
1: St. Joe Bend and St. Joe Lafayette, there's still currently three high schools in St. Joe. Um, there's talk of closing one of them. Um, and that would maybe increase they might want to get them, the other two, increase yeah. the size of the other two. Um, and and that might bring them in. I don't know how much they're wanting their smaller school to be in with the the suburban conference. Yeah. Uh people always talk about Harrisonville. As a team, that's right? They're not uh, the, the, the big the big situation is uh being able to fill out the 14 sports, you know, all the sports that are in there. You know, Van Horn is an independent school, but they they still don't have all the sports. I don't think they have like right. girls' golf and tennis and things like that. Uh and that's even though it was a class four school. So those are three schools right there, you know, whatever the whatever the combo is, which I'm assuming it's gonna be a combo of Benton and Lafayette or or Lafayette stays, Benton closes, and everything kind of shifts um that's what i've heard i'm not trying to close betting on anybody um but that's kind of what i've heard things would would be and then you know maybe a van horn a harrisonville and um, that would get him to 30 heck i mean down the line so if you got if you would add those three that would get you to 31 there's talk of a park hill new high school in the next five to ten years yeah so there's 32 lee summit could be at that point in the next five to ten years that's 33 can,
0: uh, reinvent some
1: colors well, you could go to 5.7s yeah. if you got to 35. Center, people have talked about center. Um, and then a, and a O'Grover and Odessa, I don't know if they'll ever get big enough for that because they're still going to be class three. Um, and I don't know. Blue Springs, I don't think, will open a new high school. Yeah, probably not in the next five to 10, but after that. I mean, that's – and, and I think Ray Peck, there's also discussion whether Ray Peck would split. Um, so, yeah, that, I mean, you could easily get to 35 and have 5.7s Mm-hmm. Um, there was all kinds of I heard all kinds of crazy things coming out of there. Like they wanted to rank one to twenty-eight in every sport and split it into conferences after they ranked them one oh to twenty eight based on and I was like, this is talk of people who've never sat through a seating meeting. Yeah. Basketball you want to tournament. do that for every sport? <laughs> it's a nightmare. And I, I just think that sometimes people overthink things. And 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 so we'll see how this goes. I mean, they've gone to five. I don't think they're going back to four unless you know schools start closing or dropping out of the conference. We'll see. I, I think some people say they like it in terms of football because it opens up the non-con a little more. And you're not locked into some teams. Um, I think like the North Kansas cities and people like that probably like it just because they may not have to play up as much um, with those Class Six schools being kind of in that two, that gold and silver. And so they'll play against each other a lot more. Um, yeah. So no, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. And like I said, but it was 2008 when they went from three to four um, when Staley came in to make it 25 schools. Uh, so it's it's taking them a little bit of time, you know. When Liberty North came in, they stayed at 25 because Hickman Mills closed, uh, and then they have added Grain Valley and Smithville to get to 27, and now Excelsior Springs comes back in. They left in 2007, and Platte County took their spot. I kind of had to reverse engineer this on Tuesday night because I'm a, a geek about this kind of stuff, and I wanted I had to know when they came in, and by figuring out who came in and who left, That's I'm funny. like Excelsior going to t- Excelsior and Platte County coming in in 2007. And or Excelsior going in Clark County coming in, in 2007 kept them at at uh, 24 because they were three eighths at the time, and then they brought in Staley that made it 25, and that's when they went to four um, leagues. And they you could write the
0: Wikipedia page for uh, Missouri. I,
1: you uh, know there was a guy a few years ago who was writing who had written suburban conference history books, and he was selling them somewhere, and you could still find it on the web. I have emailed and called, and those are no longer active okay numbers or emails i'm he was an older gentleman i am nervous that he may no longer be with us oh no and 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 then getting those and getting the copy of those books would be tough uh there's another good source for some of that stuff is the examiner itself uh dick the late dick purr used to keep i mean probably going back to the 60s records on every sport for conference records and things like that that is i have been told in a cabinet somewhere even though they have moved offices in the last year and when they downsized from their yeah. current office so that'd be a good thing to know sunflower league there's some places out on the web that has all that history um that you can find and i've got a couple places of bookmark now if somebody takes the sites down i'm screwed but you know the EKL and sunflower there's a little bit more out there and there's a guy it's called kansas football history i just found in the last yeah. month and it's not bad he's getting stuff out there um and that's a pretty good spot for records and conferences and um to go back and you know there's there used to be you know, K preps goes back to about 2008, um, but anything goes back into the 50s on anything is great. You know, just history in that sense. I mean, that's one of those things that is fun to talk about. It, you know, if you had more time, I'd love to, uh, you know, dive into myself and do some of that stuff. But uh, you, that's one of those things that, that takes a lot of time yeah. to round up and type in if you're going to put it online.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's do um, our Remax big three games yep. of the week. Over on the Kansas study of China Mission Northwest and Olathe West. It's going to be on Spectrum Sports. That's a rematch of a great game where Northwest ran out to a big lead and Olathe West came all the way
1: back and got them. Hey, let's have those guys just play seven. I, I think those two teams are fun. They're seven games? Coach. Yeah, just make it a seven-game series because it's going to be a great – each one of them are going to be a great game. They're just kind of built for the what each of them on defense are not good at, the other team is good at. So it's really kind of. I mean, they can score and they're fun and uh, two really well coached teams. I mean, TJ O'Neal and his staff do a great job at Olathe West. You see how they've just gotten good right out of the box. And we've seen what Bo Black has done at Shawnee Mission Northwest where they were like non-existent. And now they're not only are they were they good when they had that good group of seniors. Those guys went bye bye. He took his tight end and said, you're going to play quarterback. And he and he, you know, he said, you know, the first game didn't go well. And and uh, Blake Reeder. You Know kind of I think his confidence might have been shook a little bit, but all he's done has been fantastic the rest of the season. And and so uh those two games, those two teams, I, I love that game. I, I'm yeah. I'm excited to see highlights from that <laughs> and, and and see how that goes.
0: Yeah. Olathe North and Olathe Northwest also in Kansas 6A East. Um Northwest's been odd this year that they'll lose <laughs> some bottom feeders, but they'll beat some big boys like the North.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think you know they they lost the first time around, they beat Olathe West. Also, um, they beat, uh, they beat Olathe-West early in the season. That was kind of an eye-opener. Yeah. Um, Aaron Hafner has done a great job over there in four years at Olathe-Northwest. Their 6-3 and three record ties the best record they've ever had. Uh, six wins is the most they've ever had. Um, and, you know, he told us in an interview that's going to air this week that, uh, you know, they have 27 seniors, which is a pretty good number. It's not fantastic for a 6A school. You'd like to be 35 or so like that. But they have more seniors than they did freshmen that first year. That class the first grown. That class, that class has grown. And yeah. that says a lot about what they're doing, and that's that's a good thing. mean, yeah. I, I think Olathe Northwest can be—I mean, all the Olathe's can 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 compete. I think if the, if things are going well in terms of what they've got going on. So no, it's uh, it's good to see them. You know, Olathe East was pretty good last year, and then they took a step back this year.
0: Yeah, you know, they're the, the only so Olathe not playing football right now. All four yeah.
1: uh, passed the first round. So,
0: so no, so that's a, I, well.
1: I, I think I like Olathe North in this game, but uh, good for Olathe Northwest—they're having a good season.
0: All right, so here we go. St. James finally down playing uh, 4A teams. They'll take on Baser here in round two of the 4A playoffs. Undefeated Baser. This has the feeling of like a what should be a semifinal game, but how it's uh, paired up these guys are matching up in week two.
1: Yeah, the 1-8 matchup, and and it's a great matchup of styles because Baser's defense is really good this year, and they like to run the ball. We know that St. James, they run the air raid offense. They get the ball out quick, and they've got receivers, and Jackson House is having a great – here, you know, Clayborne and Nissen, their receivers are fantastic. They've got a good-sized line. Um, they're running the ball a little better now that, now that their offense is clicking. Um, they're able to get the running game going. They, they, they throw to run um, a little bit. But Baser-Linwood, Zach Sizemore is an outstanding tailback. It really does everything for them. And that defense has been just outstanding. You know, they gave up 27 to Pittsburgh two weeks ago, and, and that was kind of like the first time they'd given up some, some points. They gave up 21 to center and 27. Everything else has been two scores or less. Uh, so it's definitely a different baser team in the last few years when they used to be shootout out central it was like, you got to get to, if you're baser, you had to get to 40, just yeah. to like you had a chance to win a game. So unfortunately this is definitely a spot where these are two really good teams. And one of them is going to be sitting at home next week. And the other one might go on to win the state championship and do it easily.
0: Yep. Uh, Remax big three on the Missouri side. Looks like this center and summit Christian. I like the uh, small school matchups here to summit Christian have enough to to hang with the Yellow Jackets?
1: Well, I'm hoping that uh, there's some pretty good injuries on center. I'm hearing that maybe the quarterback, Joseph Vick, is out. He may have torn an ACL. Oh, and no. a Prep, And then the the Jacoby Love uh, may have t- done an ankle. Uh, that being said, Todd Burke, the coach at Summit Christian, sounded even more nervous because they've got two little scat backs that they may just run Wildcat with. And he's like, he's like, they've got tons of speed. And, and he said, you know, we're going to have to be physical with them and do what we do. And that's what that's what's going to be is a great match. And these are these are two well coached, really good teams. Um, and Summit Christian just continues to do well under Coach Burke, and um, that's a good. They've had a good run. And of course, we know Centerwood, with Brian along does year in year out. So good one. That's a good semifinal. And on the other side of that's Odessa Pleasant Hill in that district. And Pleasant Hills playing really good. Pleasant that's a rematch. A good yeah, name. that's a rematch from a good game. And Odessa, you know, they're still they're still clicking along, um, but but this is going to be another good test for them. So that's a good that's a that's a good Final Four in that district.
0: Uh, Platt County hosting North Kansas City. That's a rematch of a week four game in which Platte County got the uh, the shutout. North Kansas City kind of hit some rough times as of late. They have uh, enough of the tank to uh, to get a win here.
1: Well, their offense has come to life the last few weeks. Defense has been playing pretty well. Um, and the offense has picked things up and their special teams have picked things up. They scored 56 against Chrisman in that game. They got down in that game early and, and came back. And Coach Douglas said he really liked the way his kids kind of answered. And, yeah. um, you know, we talked to him about, you know they're getting to this point yeah you know, they've been to this point they've been to a district final a couple times they've been to the district semis a couple times and that wasn't something they were doing 7 8 years ago but now they are they they have yet to really break through and get that district win um like a beating the Platte county would probably put them in pretty good shape you know Fort Osage is on the other side they're playing staley but uh they're, they but he said that that is one of the things that he's proud of is you know not just saying oh we've got to get that district win we've got to go deep into the, the state and saying, hey, we're at least at the point where we're here every year. You put yourself in position to, to be in district semifinals and district finals. You put you keep putting yourself in those positions. Eventually, you will break through because kids, you know, they, they know what it's about. So this is a game that where Platt County's defense has been outstanding all season long. Their offense has been pretty good uh, most of the year. I think they had a little – they got down a little bit. To, you know, San Jose Central kind of scored with them a little bit early in that game, but I think that's a tough game for them to get focused for too. And, and these two teams played each other so much. Uh, coaches know each other real well a lot of respect on both sides uh defensively um you know when north kansas city beat them in the regular season two years ago um they did it with pick sixes and t- kickoff returns and two pick six in that game so they definitely could score different ways and and their offense is finally kind of getting getting its feet under it and, and playing pretty well right
0: now uh last but not least is lee summit north and ray peck this is another rematch of a lopsided game. It was
1: 41-14
0: in favor of the Broncos at least the North last time. Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting a much closer one this time. I, Ray I think kind of feels like they're getting into form.
1: Yeah, they're getting their offense together, and we talked to Coach Martin. He said, "Yeah, we're, you know, we had a lot. He goes, we had so many new faces. Um, you know, that, that it was it was taking them time to get things going, but they're getting it going now. Their defense is playing has played pretty well all season long. I mean, they gave a lot of points to Lisa North, and uh, he said, you know, it feels like they, their offensive line is playing better." Uh, but this is going to be a knockdown dragout game. Uh, I'm I'm hoping to at least hit a half of that uh, and come back and start uh, cutting highlights for for you guys and yeah. <laughs> you know uh, get out and watch that one. That one's close to the house, so I can I can get out and watch it. Plus, it's a good game. Nice. Uh, I think I think it's going to be a very physical game, a very tough game. And the one thing you can't count on pack is a team that's been to um, semifinals the last year, won a state championship, been in district finals the last few years. There's you know when kids do it over and over, sometimes it's just in the DNA that they don't know any better that maybe they aren't as good as the team across the way. And they just think, well, we're supposed to win these games. This is where we're at. You know, I, I, I joke about blue spring South softball, not that we talk about softball in this thing. They just went to their fifth final four out of six. They went, and they won two titles and went to two other title games. And, and some of these teams, you know, the two, the two champion team, teams, the first championship team was nails. They were great. You fully expected them to win. The next one that won it wasn't that good and didn't really play that well until the end of the season. Mm-hmm. This team was pretty good, but these are girls that have been to the final four three out of four years, yes. and there's something to be said about that. You, Absolutely. And you, Mill Valley. I mean, look at what they've done. Some of those I'm teams hang their hat on
0: that this year, although they Bish- played great. But yeah, yeah. Bishop Miege, knowing the, uh, no one knowing the ropes.
1: Bishop Miege had a run, you know, a couple, you know, they had the dominant runs, but they also at the beginning of that kind of just had their DNA, like, hey, this is what we do. We go deep. And and um, even the, their last couple, they weren't quite as dominant, but they still just got going deep. And and you're looking at the same James that's doing the same thing. They just kind of turn on at the right time because they think that's what it is. So that's the thing with Ray Pack, you got to be careful. They are still a champion until someone ends their season.
0: All right, uh, a couple more, Dion, and then we will uh, get out of here. Park Hill and Park Hill South, Blue Valley West and Blue Valley, a couple brother-v-brother games yes. uh, this week that intrigued me. Who uh who gets the who gets the win in those?
1: I you know I like the way Park Hill played against Rockers last week in a tough physical game. They're going to need to play that way again. Um, their quarterback, I think it's Kendrick Bell, Ronnie's little brother, um, is dangerous, and Park Hill South's going to have to contain him. That being said, Park Hill South's defense is really pretty good, and they are tough and big and physical. I think they're they're bigger than Park Hill right now. Um, they're more and they're more physical. Also, their running game, Briggs-Bartosh got hurt a couple weeks ago. Louis has stepped in for them and done a fantastic job. And Nathan Rico, the quarterback, is playing at a high level. And, you know, he's got a good, good – Moody Rubin, one of the best receivers, players in the city. Um, so they've got they, – their offense is back to doing what they're doing. And, and um, I really like the way they're playing. I, I, like, I like Park Hill South in that game. Um, and to probably get a Liberty North-Park Hill South mm-hmm. district final. Though I think Liberty's playing well too. So uh, and Liberty North can't come out and play like they did you know, they can't look past anybody. So, because Liberty's pretty good. So I like that. Blue Valley, Blue Valley West, it kind of goes back to what, three weeks ago when they played. And then I know. The, the it was a close yeah. game.
0: Blue Valley got the win, though.
1: In the, in the second half, they kind of went what they call their Rhino package, where they went big. And then Grayson Holbert just ran the ball out of the quarterback spot. Yeah,
0: 23 17, Blue Valley uh, got the win at at West. This one will be at Blue Valley.
1: Yeah. So, Blue Valley West is a good football team. It's, if you were going to look back and go, Oh, well, they only got to the second round. you would be like, no, you could have put them in a different bracket somewhere. Yeah. And they, you know, they came over and pounded Raytown in the non-con. So that's a, they're a good football team. Yeah. West like was leading games. that
0: game 17 to 10 going yeah. into the fourth quarter. And then Blue Valley scored the final uh, 13 points.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, Blue Valley West handled uh, St. Thomas Aquinas kind of like the you know last team to beat them. And um, So no, yeah. it's uh it's those are good games. That's what you want to see in second round games, good, tough games. And I think that there's a lot of them this week, which is great.
0: All right. uh, one last one here. Uh, Saint Thomas Aquinas goes to Spring Hill. We saw Spring Hill kind of dominate the regular season in, in Kansas 5A, then kind of uh, they lost that last game to Eudora, got the win last week. Aquinas going on the road, do you think this could be a test for the uh, for the Saints or is it just kind of Mill Valley and Aquinas just kind of uh, paving away for each other once again?
1: You know, I, I like Spring Hill and what they've done this year. They kind of started taking on water the last few weeks a little bit. Um, I'm hearing and I haven't lost I haven't, their quarterback, quarterback, right? Or quarterback they quarterback Fletcher Panky. He's been out. He's been out and that hurts him. He was a good player. Yeah. Um, and and then sh- they should feel no shame even if they lose this game. They've had a great season. They're a good football team and um, coach feedback has done a great job down there. But Aquinas seems like they've kind of got it figured out again. Um, their, their line is playing really well. Um, they're getting ahead of teams. They're running their flex bone. Um, their problem. Aquinas' problem comes when they get behind. Um, yeah. Then when they get up on you, they don't have problems. Sure, <laughs> they, they, they run what they want Sean Carroll's fantastic and uh, I think Max Ford has played a little bit better for them at the quarterback and the, the, if he can if he can just do a little bit passing the ball they don't have to pass it much just enough to just just get it off get the other team kind of backed off just a hair that makes Sean Carroll almost unstoppable yeah. and their defensive line is so good so that, that, that I think we could be barreling towards a Mill Valley um uh, St. Thomas Aquinas matchup but they both have some business to take care of before they get there.
0: They do. Yeah. There's gonna be uh there's gonna be there's gonna be games. We always talk about there's gonna be that that game in the uh in the playoffs that you gotta take uh take care of. Uh it's well,
1: at least the like, is not on the mill valley side this, this time. Right,
0: yeah. But the, <laughs> they gotta go to Pittsburgh, and yeah, then uh, but that that's a good team. And then um, so yeah, there's there's some teams out there lurking, although the winner of the Mill Valley St. Uh, Thomas Aquinas game has represented kansas 5a i believe the
1: last six years yeah i think so
0: yeah from 2015 to uh maybe 2014 so from 2014 to um 20. um but yeah we'll see i call i call it moving week dion right yes Uh, we will golf quarterfinals and the semis are the the best now you gotta get in position it's like saturday of a a big masters golf tournament. it's moving day right there this week is moving week and a lot of good
1: no doubt about that i think it's gonna be a good week and and then the next week is really probably maybe the best Oof. close to the best week in football yep. the next the, depending on which side and like a quarterfinal week is really good in missouri um and, the, and the, it's quarterfinal week next week in kansas i think quarterfinals are always the really yeah. good ones but uh, the next couple of weeks are really good
0: awesome uh be sure to check it out at uh, prepskc.com all night long any scores you need check out, uh check out Dion's website will have all the scores for you up to date scores all that stuff you'll be very impressed and then uh, check out our under the light show at 10:15, roughly 10:15 on Friday night uh, as we'll bring you uh, all the highlights that uh, we captured and Dion's crew captured as well 15 minutes of high school coverage on Friday night you can't beat it right here on KSHB 41 for Dion I'm Mick we'll see you next time on snap tackle pop